Welcome to Amber Dad! Dad! <laughs> da, da, da. Fucking new sideboard for Hammer Dad! Oh, would you look at that, huh? Shout out, uh, Slingy. That baby Slingy. I think Slingy made that for us. Big Sling. If you can't tell, that's a hammer. Going down. Going down. Um, Shout out Slingy. Eventually, dude. Jay, maybe we get a fucking graphic of the fucking hammer coming down. On Diggs's head. I am Tone Diggs. Hammer Don. Number one uh, sports betting podcast coming out of the PMI offices. Checks out. Checks out. Tone Diggs. Bubba Gumpino. Good day, Tony. How are you? Great weekend, my friend. You had a fucking great weekend in footy and baseball. Just keep this thing rolling. I love these first fives. First fives are incredible. We got a bunch of those for you today. And if you're not familiar with first fives, that is the first five innings in a baseball game. That is all we need. Basically, like you're taking the first half. First half of a baseball game. It's beautiful. You rely on the starting pitchers. Don't worry about the bullpen. Forget you don't have about to worry it. Who's on one day rest or something like that? First fives baseball. That's our that's our fucking jam for this show. Yes, sir. Footy was great. Saturday was good. Sunday was like four and three. It was just uh, the one thing with footy I will say because I I put my picks out Saturday. I didn't put any out Sunday. Uh, you have to jump on these lines early right now, or you're not going to find any value and it's just how it is it's the same with first fives like you can see the brewers open today at plus 115 first five tony yep and i got them at minus 132 and that was like that was half an hour you know what i mean so it, when you see a line you like do not wait around jump on it my friends you know why it's because i i assume they see where you're going they see where they, 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 they see where you're no, putting the money and no. then they fucking the market adjusts that is not it my friend Are you sure i'm positive jay's in the back how you doing jay good digs how we doing today thanks jay jay almost won mark leishman job jay almost not quite almost i mean he lost <laughs> by like five six strokes but i mean you know. it's close um mitt's in the back too mitt thank you bud uh, no problem uh how was fcs this week again uh i did kind of decent two and one that's not bad it's a winning did day, you have my the friend dukes? I did also take the Dukes. Actually, so two and two. That was the only Sunday game I took, and uh, we sadly did not win or The cover. Dukes lost the championship game in overtime. Fucking heartbreaker. Uh, if you followed us all weekend long on Hammer Down, I believe you should have won money playing golf or betting the Masters, I should, I should say. Um, if you played the golf, you were a winner. And if you listen to Wednesday's episode, uh, Tour Junkies, uh, he said that the score would be lower, and it was minus ten or worse. Came in and cashed. Never fucking doubt on that one. Uh, I believe he had Leishman in a matchup. Um, had Spieth in matchups, uh, and Spieth came home. Uh, Cutmaker Jeff gave out Will's out Taurus, potentially winner. So if you decided not to do a winner, you just decided to take like top five or something like that. You got fucking paid out there because he was plus 140, plus 160. I love Bill Zalatoris. Big Bill? I don't know if I'm I'm ruining Cutmaker here or not, but I did get a text from him this weekend that said you can get Will Zalatoris at 66 to 1 right now to win uh, the PGA Championship, which. Always jumping the gun. Which is the next major. Um, and then, like, today it's down to 40 to 1. So something to look at there on Will's out Taurus. Hideki was plus 3,500 before the tournament. 
Minus only minus 120 going in the final round with four stroke lead. Had to take that. There was, I saw a lot of people tweeting they were taking the field at plus 100, which I think is also a good bet. You mean everyone versus a decky? Yeah. At plus, at even money, I think that I would take that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I sprinkled a little on Shoffley. He was, he was there and then he fucking fell off a little bit. Um, overall, good weekend for the boys. I mean, I did go 0 and 2 yesterday in NBA, so. Stay away, my friend. Things have been rocky in the NBA ever since fucking Memphis somehow, somehow, some way blew the lead on Friday night. They were up 10 with like two minutes left, and then the Knicks came back and, and then blew them out in overtime. That was a rough one. Acuna with the fucking two-run bomb. Piss missile. The fifth inning of fucking Friday night. There's- he might be, I mean, last <laughs> night, I mean, he is... He might, he's top, like, I'd put him behind Trout right now in the league. He is fucking oh, on I saw he's level, batting dude. like 14, 14 of his last 24, and he's up into 400 right now. Uh, so something to look at there on the MVP lines. If you, you want to jump into baseball right now, we have um, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, coming on at 415. Uh, he's a senior NBA analyst at VEASAN. Uh, he has the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. So we'll talk to him about a little bit of NBA, uh, the action tonight, and moving forward with future. So you want to do baseball right now, Paul? Yeah, let's do it. Um, socks are hot. Yeah. Buckos are hot. Very. Two in a row. Cubs stink. Cubs stink. Dodgers are still good. Padres are hot. Musgrove throws a no-hitter. Yeah. Mets ruined DeGrom again. At this point... I don't know if you because anytime DeGrom takes the mound, he's like minus 250. Yeah. But the Mets give him fucking zero support. That's the thing. You can't even take you can't even take minus a half first five because it's you're not going to get the push with the money line with any value. So you have to take minus a half. And they just it just anytime I see DeGrom now, it's just a stay away game for me. It's as bad as that is. Fucking shame. I think he had 14 K's on Saturday. Didn't even come close to getting the win. They can't. I don't know what happens with him. A lot of people are saying the same thing happened with King Felix up in Seattle. Yeah, it did a lot. King Felix. I mean, he had a hell of a career, man. And that I used to go to see the Red Sox in Seattle. That place was rocking. Whenever he was on the mound, they had fucking uh, King's Court in the in the corner. Nice. It was fucking electric. <laughs> that guy could deal, man. He was so good. Um, so, yeah, at this point, I believe this show is staying away from DeGrom unless you're betting him to win the Cy Young. Even that, if he doesn't get any wins. Poor guy. <laughs> fucking poor guy. Uh, no day games today. Just all fucking night games. Full schedule. I think there's 13 or 14 games. Um, we could just go back and forth. We'll see what see if we liked anything in the games. I'll pull up the schedule now. San Diego at the Pirates. Uh you Darvish and Trevor Cahill are on the mound. Let me make get the right lines here. The Padres are minus 225 money line favorites over under of eight. Did you like anything in this game? Padres and Pirates, Bow. Um, Pacos are hot. So are the Padres, though. Yeah. Darvish looked like he found Dar- what, he, what he should be his last outing. First in, I mean, he'll have those outings where he just gets absolutely Correct. rocked. That's been his career. But uh, I'll lay the minus a half first five. At minus one forty two with the Padres, with the Padres, yeah. Trevor Cahill, I believe, had a fucking terrible first outing for the he Pirates. Gave up nine in four 
or he gave up seven or nine hits in four innings. It's not great. No. And I mean, Darvish struck out seven his last time out with one earned. So, yeah, I'll take minus a half and minus 142 with the Padres here, Tom. Uh, next game, Seattle at Baltimore. Uh, Justice Sheffield and Dean Kramer on the mound. Um, Orioles are minus 120 on the money line, over under eight and a half. I got nothing on this game. Do you? No, I, w- I would <laughs> lean Mariners, but uh, hey, don't, don't discount old fucking Kramer on the mound. I, he, he's not terrible. No. When the pitching matchups, the pitching matchup was confusing to me, so I just decided to stay away from it. I'm high on Sheffield. I think he's actually pretty good. Justice. So, yeah, I would lean, but this Mariners team, who knows what you're getting day in, day out. The uh, the next game I actually am taking, it's Yankees and Blue Jays. Yankees are minus 200. Over under is nine. I am taking the under four and a half for first five plus 106. You like Robbie Ray. I like Robbie Ray going for the race. 13.2 innings pitched, 1.9 ERA, and 18 Ks in spring spring training. He is here's the issue. He hasn't pitched yet this year because he fell down the steps carrying his kid and has a bruised elbow. I mean, so that'll happen. <laughs> it will happen, but it's a slight worry for me as far as Robbie Ray goes. And then Cole's on the mound for the Yankees. I think he's got a 1.48. He's like got a 1.18 against the the uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, he's absurd. Both teams are six and three to the under. So really, it's trusting Cole to do what he does. Hopefully, give up zero through five. Yeah. And then Robbie Ray, he could sprinkle one or two here or there. Hopefully, his spring training continues to be good. My only worry is him coming from the the National League to the American League. I know. That would be my only thought there that would concern me. That And then the bruised elbow from falling down the steps. Yeah. Something that's a little bit of a worry for me. So Yankees at Toronto, under four and a half, first five for me, plus 106, with a little bit of a worry on the bruised elbow. Um, the next game we got here is the Phillies and Mets. Um, the Mets are minus 138. Yeah. Thank you very much. Chase Anderson versus David Peterson's going for the Mets. Uh, I'm staying away from this one. You got something here? I'm taking the Phillies plus a half first five. What did you get him at? My, minus 140 they were at. Yeah. Uh, Anderson, five innings pitch, two earned last time out. Peterson, four innings, six earned. I mean, yeah. I think the Phillies with Girardi, Girardi coaching, mm-hmm. I think the Phillies are a good squad and getting plus a half against the Mets. I'll take that every time. They've been good to start the season. Uh, That was the way I was leaning. Next game, 7-10, Texas at Tampa Bay. Dane Dunning versus Tyler Glass now. I'm on this one uh, because I love, I fucking, you know, I love Tyler Glass now. Yep. And I also like Dane Dunning. So I'm going, it's low, but it's under three and a half first five. Three and a half? Plus 100. Dane Dunning went five innings pitched, three hits, six Ks, one earned run in his first start of the season. Glass now has 12 innings pitched this season and has given up one earned run. Yeah, he's absurd. Rangers have scored zero, four, zero, and one full games uh, in their last four, and they were no hit. Uh, so as long as Glass now does his part, hopefully Dane Dunning, who I do like, five innings pitched, three hits, six Ks, one earned run in his first start of the season. They keep it under the three and a half first five. That's low. I yeah. know it's low. But I mean, Glass now 15 Ks and 12 innings pitched. This guy is fucking unbelievable. I would lean I would lean minus a half first five here. For Tampa Bay? Yeah. But I mean. Just because of Glass now. Yeah. That's, that's just. Shout out the Buccos for having Glass now and Musgrove and Cole and Tyon and um, Chucky. 
Chucky Morton and just letting them all go. That's pretty fucking cool. Miami at Atlanta. Sandy Alcantara versus Huskar, you know. The line here is Braves minus 132. I'm going to go the other way. Oh, are you taking the half? I'm taking the Marlins first five plus a half minus 130. Alcantara, um, 12 innings pitched and two earned run this season so far. Atlanta, Miami, number 22 and 24 versus right-handed pitchers. Um, so I think Alcantara is going to be okay. Acuna, Acuna, and Freddie Freeman have been getting hot, though. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think I'm going to take the under four and a half in this one as well, just because of Sandy Alcantara, how good he's been. And then you know who's on the mound for the Braves. 22 years old, went six innings, zero in runs in his first start this season. So hopefully that continues there. But I'm, gonna take the, I'm more confident in the first five plus a half with the Marlins here. Can't argue with you there, Tom. Uh what else do you got next? I have... So I've switched to fading the Pirates. To fading the Cubs. Yes. I'm also Brewers first five minus 132 for me, but you got them at plus. Yeah, they're pl- they have, for whatever reason, this came out at plus 115. I have no idea why, but I hopped on it as soon as I saw it. But uh, I'd play this up to minus 140, minus 150. Peralta, five innings pitch, eight Ks, one hit his last time out. And the Cubs just not playing good baseball i think i saw freddie peralta has 14 k's in seven innings is that correct that yeah he's he's a fucking weapon cubs are dead last in batting average versus right hand pitching brewers are hot winning four or five adbert alizé 4.89 in last 11 starts going for the cubs 7.5 against the brewers we're both on the brewers first five here i wouldn't even shy away if you you don't want to play a first five minus 138 money line Mm -hmm. for the full game i would i could even double up my last one tonight nats and cards uh i'm going with the cards minus five first half minus 104 the nats have been terrible terrible fetty has been terrible fetty wah nationals have been shut out three of their last four john gant going for the cards he's not great but his first start he gave up no one runs even when it wasn't a great first start but he gave up no runs he got out of it i think the cards are just the better teams here so i'm going with the cards you got any others in baseball uh two more actually yeah uh, i took the angels first five yeah alex cobb on the mound against singer singer mm-hmm. gave up five earned in three and a third cobb's the better pitcher so i like the angels and then uh i'm taking granky in the astros first five as well against detroit cranky to stop the slide yeah the, he's 13 innings pitched two earned runs this year detroit and had a nice little first week but detroit is who detroit is they are fading fast my friend jay do we have mr von tobel on the line or can you call him i'll call him now uh so yeah we'll move on so let me go through my picks real quick we'll run through them i have the yankees in toronto under four and a half first five texas and tampa bay under three and a half first five the marlins first five plus a half and I think I'm going to go under four and a half in that game too. Brewers first five minus 132 versus the Cubs. And then the Cards minus a half first five minus 104. Gumpy, what do you got? Padres minus a half first five. Phillies plus a half first five. Rays minus a half first five. A lean there just because of glass now. Brewers first five money line. Angels first five money line. And Astros first five money Fucking line. Fucking beautiful, pal. Let's play ball. Let's play fucking ball. Let's play ball. Um, Since we got our own YouTube and we went five days a week, every day at 4 p.m., I promised you good guests. So what did I do? I went to people that I've listened to and that I've heard and I know are good guests and I know are going to bring value to the show. 
And so I reached out to Mr. Jonathan Van Tobel, Von Tobel. JVT. Senior, yeah, JVT. That's why we call him JVT. Senior NBA analyst at VEASAN, Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. We welcome Mr. JVT to the show. JVT, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. It's The honor is all ours. Uh, I listen to you on VEASAN all the time, and you always provide incredible incredible insight uh, do you do anything besides nba oh yeah you know I'm, I'm actually i'm a big nfl guy you know i, I love golf uh, i love actually i pretty much love everything baseball big angels fan so uh, I, I feel like i'm a little more well-rounded than just senior nba analyst but that's the job right <laughs> <laughs> i went based off strictly off your off your twitter and um hey do you think trout's gonna win the mvp then uh, dude, he's got he's off to a great start. You know, Shohei might cannibalize him in terms of some of the votes if he's going to stay healthy and he mm-hmm. can perform. But the, the the pace at which he's at right now, uh, he deserves to be the favorite. Now, if he keeps up at this torrential pace, which by the way, he had a quote the other day saying he thinks he's like almost there with his swing. That's insane if he's not like operating at 100. <laughs> I would say yeah. No, he's hitting 400. That's why I said the other day, like we did we did some futures and I was he was like plus 220 or something like that. And anytime you get Trout. Plus money. I feel like this early in the season when he's batting 400, uh, it's probably a smart, smart bet. Yeah, 100%, man. And look, like he's always going to be up there unless there's some sort of injury. You know, you're not going to get numbers that are mo- like higher than like three to one on a guy like Mike Trout. So uh, you're just kind of going against health at this, essentially if you're hoping that that number is going to get a little bit higher, which I would think it's not. And by the way, his team looks like it's actually going to be freaking good. So that's also going to help in terms of his race for MVP. Yeah, if him and the Astro, if them and the Astros stay in the in the race together, that's that's going to be awesome for him. Uh, How did you do this weekend in the Masters? Uh, I had Mots, so I, I had him at fifty to one uh, before the tournament. Uh, he's been my white whale. You know, I've I've bet on him in every major for the last like three or four years, uh, kind of hoping he can get there. His game is fantastic. You know, you kind of saw the ups and downs though. Uh, you know, somebody who's bet on Matsuyama in every single major, that was like a quintessential Matsuyama performance. Uh, just making you sweat near the end there. He had a PGA Championship a couple years ago. He's like a stroke off of the lead, then he dusts an iron shot on Saturday and just completely collapsed. Uh, it has been a tumultuous journey. So yeah, I had Mats and it was very cool to see him win it. That's, I'm a big fan of his. That's awesome. Did you... Uh... Did you sweat it at all when he went into the water and then Xander had that chip that almost rolled in for Eagle? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's, it's cool about, like, Circa out here in Vegas uh, has a two-way market, so you can bet on guys yes or no. So I hedged off a little bit uh, on him, so I was going to be in a position relatively well uh, if he had won or lost. But, heck, yeah, man, you know, because you want to hit the 50-1. to 1. You don't want to hit the, the hedge. You don't want to get a little money back. You want it at all. But uh, luckily, Xander Shoffley realized that he was actually in contention and completely crapped the bed right after. So, yes, yeah, so I was <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats on that. What's the name of the uh, golf show that you guys do there? Uh, long shots. Uh, long shots is our, our golf show. Uh, we call it the best golf handicapping show on the planet because uh, I don't think there's many. So we can kind of just uh, bogart that title. So long shots is the one. They do a great job. Matt Humans, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, all fantastic golf handicappers. Well, that's why I say that this is the greatest sports betting podcast coming out of the Pat McAfee Incorporated offices. Just so that no yeah. one can argue that. It's very true because it's, it's right. the only it's the only it's sports actual. betting podcast coming out of here. Uh, Do you ever have Cutmaker Jeff on that podcast? Uh, you know, I think they've had him a, cu- a couple of times, actually. Yeah, uh, Jeff's done a, a fantastic job. I know that I, when I filled in a couple of times on Follow the Money, like our highlight show, uh, he's been on a couple of times, too. Jeff does a great job. And you are, are you filling in for my guys in the desert today all week at 5? Yep, all week at 5. That'll be me. I'll be on there for two hours. Uh, actually, Wes Reynolds will be my co-host today, so you can get a little golf inside. We'll recap the Masters and stuff, but I'll be on all week. Awesome. Before we get to the NBA, then, are you looking at uh, any, any uh, MLB action today? 
You know, the one that, that uh, stuck out to me uh, was, and the price has kind of corrected itself, the Angels opened up like minus 107 yeah. uh, over Kansas City today, Cobb versus Singer. Yep. I thought that was a little short. Circa's still at like minus 108, but the rest of the market is moving in Anaheim's direction. So I, the Angels' first five is the way that I was looking. I, I don't trust bullpens. I've kind of become an exclusively first five better if I'm betting a side. My uh, guy! <laughs> JVT, you, I don't know if you heard us. We... Oh, strictly pretty much only bet first five. I here. will never bet a full game ever. Yeah. I mean, look, and to me, it's, it's a couple of things, right? One, it's obviously the bullpens are just insane. You have no idea what's going to happen on a moment-to-moment basis when you pull somebody else into the equation. But it's also, like, from a handicapping perspective, it makes your job easier, right? Handicap the two pitchers. Mm-hmm. You know what the starting lineups are going to exactly. be, and then you can operate from there. So, to me, it just it's hard enough to beat you know these numbers because they're so relatively tight. Early in the season, it might not be. But your job is hard enough as it is. Why would I then bet on a side and then bring in some other factors where I have no idea how they're going to contribute to the situation? So, I would just bet first five and rely on the pitchers well, yeah which is what i've totally done that's when you're when we're doing we, we do every day and you're looking at 15 games in mlb and eight or nine in the nba and then everything else you got to make it as easy as possible that's why we go first five we look at the pitchers uh look at the ras look at the did I hear you the other day on the radio talking about XFIP and FIP and XERA? <laughs> I do love a lot of the advanced <laughs> metrics, yes. Yeah. So I'm a kind of a stats nerd at heart. Uh, you'll hear it a lot of my analysis for NBA, but, you know, metrics, it gives you an idea of something. You know, it gives you something tangible to look at. So I'm, I'm a big metrics guy, yeah. JVT, I'm the same way. And, but then, like, this weekend, I kind of got a little paralysis by analysis. Like, I was looking at XFIP. I was looking at expense. I was looking at the war. I was looking at everything. I was like, you know, I need to sit. I, the... The number one advice I could give as a gambler or someone like just create a process and then stick with that process all the time. Is that the same for you? Yeah, you know, and everybody has their way. You know, there's a lot of people who say there's one way or the highway, and, you know, I don't believe that's true. You know, for certain sports, I create power ratings, and and I have my numbers and and have numbers that I expect to do that mostly for the NBA. It's one of my strongest sports, NFL as well. Uh, But, you know, Major League Baseball, my approach, actually, I don't really dive in betting a lot until once the NBA season kind of reaches near the end, because the numbers you're mentioning, too, by the way, they're going to be really extreme. You know, after one bad start, after one good start, you can't really buy a lot into the numbers. So for a sport like baseball, which kind of sneaks up on me personally, I like to take in the first few months, see how these pitchers, these hitters are operating, where they're at, the lulls in the season, and then kind of go from there. So I'll dip my toe in the water. You know, games like the Angels game today, every once in a while. Again, I'm an Angels guy, so I just follow them, and I kind of know for the most part a little bit more than any other team. But that's my process, at least, 100%. It's, it's, there's totally different ways to do it. No perfect poison. Yeah, we were talking about it. We're like, normally, we would like to wait, you know, 30 days, 45 days to start betting baseball. But, you know, yeah. when you're doing a show every day, you're going to have to dive in a little earlier than you want to. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, hey, it comes with the job. But, hey, if you want to bet on baseball, sweat out some games, have some fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into the NBA. Um, so we were doing we – ta- we were talking about a little bit of futures the other day, and we were looking at the West Coast primarily, or, or the Western Conference primarily, and then it seemed like the Nuggets had good value. Maybe the Jazz had some value. Clippers are hot. But I just looked at the standings today, and if it, if it were to end today, if it were to stay the same – it goes Nuggets Lakers first round, and then the winner of that has to play Utah. How do you see the West Co- or the Western Conference uh, kind of playing out? Or do you and do you like any futures, any value on the teams that you're looking at right now? 
So I, I think when it comes to the Western Conference, one of the things that is somewhat sneaky within that conference is the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, they're, they're playing really good basketball. Mm-hmm. Since the All-Star break, they are the uh, fourth-best team in terms of defensive efficiency. They're giving up about 107 points every 100 possessions. Uh, they are the best offense in the NBA at this point, shooting-wise. They lead the league. They've been absolutely fantastic. And, and the crazy part is they haven't even been healthy. Serge Ibaka's missed like 15 games. Patrick Beverly's now out for about four weeks. Rajon Rondo's ailing. Uh, Patrick, or excuse me, uh, Paul George has a toe issue so I, I the one thing and i did this last year the clippers are not really respected by the betting market they're not really respected in general right so if you want to bet a team like the clippers who are sitting out there about six to one six fifty that's one where you just sit back and wait until the tournament starts because that number is going to be there for you for a really long time mm-hmm. so that was one i was playing with uh keep in mind too by the way last year i did wait and took him at plus 325 before the tournament you know before the postseason yeah, started yeah. and then we know what happened there but i think that team is going to be surprising some people once we get to the postseason but the other one you mentioned look i love what denver did like absolutely love what they did uh, they were a team that going into the trade deadline was last in terms of rim defense uh, dead last like giving up about 68 percent within four feet of the basket they go in they get JaVale McGee they go and they get Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon who by the way is sneaky good fourth piece and off the ball type of guy yep. to work with Nikola Jokic and that pick and roll game has been absolutely fantastic so if you're looking and you can get them eight to one to win the Western Conference some spots still offering in the range of about 16 17 to one to win the Western Con- or excuse me, to win the whole thing that is something that I, I think holds some value out of all the numbers that I see on this board right now because they're a team that is peaking uh, they're playing good basketball and they addressed the weaknesses that they had which is something I always like after a trade I agree with you on the Clippers because I think like I think the pressure is off for them. Do you agree with that? Like I don't I don't think there's any pressure on this team right now. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense, right? I mean, there's, there was a report, I think Sam Amico had it the other day, that Kawhi Leonard is is probably more than likely like 90% going to re-sign. So it doesn't seem like they're kind of on edge to win a title at this point right now, if that's indeed the truth. Uh, you messed up last year, and now nobody really takes you seriously for the most part. So I would say, like, yeah, anecdotally, there seems to be little to no pressure on this team. Because once you get to the postseason, uh, I think if they lose, right, second round, people are just going, yeah, it's the Clippers. Like, it, there's really nothing riding on them from a narrative standpoint to actually pull this off. So I would agree with that one. 100%. Do you think – now, I took the Suns last week at plus 150 to win that division, two games mm-hmm. up on the Clippers at that time. The Suns have been incredible for betters all year long, even though the Clippers are very, very hot right now, and they beat the Suns off of back-to-back against Utah last week. Do you think uh, Suns plus the 150 at that point? Do you think the Suns have a chance – I think they're plus 120 now to potentially bring home that division? Yeah, you know, I think so. It's, it's always interesting when we have the power rating on these teams when you're looking at it from that perspective because I think the power rating kind of alters the odds a little bit, right? Like you have a team that right now, is your, to your point, one and a half games ahead of the Clippers to win that division and yet plus money to do so. So to me, that, that is a positive play to make. I think the one thing that kind of worries you a little bit with the um, with the schedule going forward, Phoenix has the sixth hardest schedule in terms of strength of schedule. The Clippers notoriously have an easy schedule going forward and for you know into the second half they had it. But right now, 28th in terms of strength of schedule. A lot of road games uh, have already been played for the Los Angeles Clippers. They had the fewest back-to-backs to play in the second half of any team in the NBA. So that, I think, factored into the number that you're seeing overall but i would agree with you and look sometimes we can use all the numbers we want sometimes they're just anecdotal evidence right like we talk about the clippers and the fact they don't have any pressure 
Chris Paul is insane. Chris Paul is a guy who is going to take the regular season very seriously. We have seen it almost every step of the way. The Suns have been very vocal about their need to win the number one overall seed, their want to win it. So I think that works in your favor, too. The Clippers are at a point right now where oh, we'll sit at the three seed. We'll be fine. We're pretty injured at this point right now. We just want to be healthy when it gets to the postseason. So I think all of those things kind of work in your favor when you're talking about winning that division. JVT, speaking of back-to-backs, I saw there's nine teams tonight on back-to-backs. How are you handicapping tonight? So I think in general, this is always been my philosophy with back-to-backs. We tend to overblow them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we talk about like, oh man, it's the second, you know, second leg of back to back. Yeah, well, this is I'm I'm gonna assume that these guys have played in back to backs before yes. in their career. So I think this is something that we generally kind of overvalue. And especially in a season like this, right, where you know for a while they weren't allowed to leave their hotel rooms, they're kind of tight in terms of the protocol. So this is I think for the most part, back to backs are generally over overhyped for the most mm-hmm. part. But it also depends, you know, this is what's interesting about this season at least. These are really compact schedules. You know, the Spurs, for example, today, the Spurs have played more games in the second half than any other team. They were one of two teams in the second half that had double-digit back-to-back situations and over 40 games to play in 63 days. That's the kind of team that, like, on a second leg of a back-to-back, I would be looking to play against, and just in general because they're not playing well. Correct. But they're just in tough scheduling situation after tough scheduling situation because of so many postponements in the first half. Do you think because of the condensed schedule – and that team so i i heard the stat this morning let me pull it up 41 and 16 since since mid-february are double digit favorites in the nba are teams just giving up earlier this year yeah, I think so. Like we saw that earlier. I remember the Clippers got blown up by the Mavericks like really early in the yeah. season. They were just like, let's, let's just get out of here. I think that's 100% uh, what we're seeing at this point right now. You're starting to see guys, you know, bench guys get into the fourth quarter a little bit earlier because they're playing so many games in these tight contests. We're just like, let's get out of here. And, you know, what's tough is like in um, in-game situations, you know, generally in the NBA, you're sitting yep. there, you're playing games, you have a pre-flop number or a number that you like, and then you're trying to get somewhere in-game, you know, somebody that's on a big deficit trying to get back into that. You know, the Portland Trailblazers last night a really good example of that you know i had the heat i uh, pick and i was kind of looking to play on portland but they never showed any ability to kind of get back in yeah. it so it's it's really not benefited us as betters because it's really limited the in-game opportunities as well all right uh we'll let you out of here on this jvt do you have a potential best bet for tonight yeah, so I did play um, the Lakers-Knicks game over the total. I think it's like 205 right now. I think mm-hmm. you can find it in a lot of spots. And the, the reasoning is a couple of things. And the Lakers have done a good job. I think Frank Vogel deserves a ton of credit for getting them to 5-6 and six in the 11 games without LeBron. They're the second-best defensive team in the league since then. I think you're playing the Knicks, who are abhorrent offensively, and that's why you see this total so low. Uh, but the market has kind of overcorrected itself now at this point, and this is something I'm always looking to play against, right? Now we're starting to see these totals in the 205s and the 206s when before we were seeing like 218s, 220s, and it was way too high for this team. But the way that they've been playing since LeBron has been gone, it's been really good defense, but it's been shooting the crap out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like against the Nets the other day, they shot over 50% from three, and they're going to continue to do that. Knicks give up the most three-point looks of any of the teams in the NBA. It's going to help the Lakers in that regard. Uh, I think this is one that's going to be, the market is a little too tight on this number, so I bet it over 205. Uh, that's the one I think I put at the top of the list. Awesome. Thank you so much, JVT. Good luck this week. I appreciate everything. Can't wait for you to come back on. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, some good fucking info there. Knows it all, dude. Knows it all. I, I, I've i listened to him quite a bunch, quite a few times. I like him a lot. Always good information. Um, Mitt, did, uh, did I miss your que- Did I miss any of your questions back there? No, I wanted to know about uh, the you, Western Conference. And you wanted to talk shit on the Clippers, which yeah. seems like Mr. Mr. Von Tobel did not agree with. No, he did not. And uh, I kind of had no counterpoints to any of that. <laughs> 
Do you have any NBA bets for tonight, Mitt? I do have a lot of NBA a bets. A lot. Go ahead. What do you Go got, pal? Mitt. I am also on that over total of 205 for the Lakers and the Knicks game. I'm also on the Lakers plus two. They were shooting the shit out of the ball, and I yeah. do con- I do expect that to continue. I am also taking – I was going to take Brooklyn tonight, but that game is canceled. I am taking uh, the Utah Jazz against the Washington Wizards again. That's one of those – that stat I heard this morning, the 41-16 and 16 double-digit favorites is fucking wild. Yeah, I am all over that. And then I am also all over minus 12, the Phoenix Suns over the Rockets. I bet a lot of, a lot of games I bet against the Rockets and the Wizards, and uh, it really usually pays off. At, at this point, it makes sense. Uh, what were you going to say? Were you going to say something? No, no. Just I, listen. I'm taking the Mavs and Sixers under 218.5 tonight. Hmm. All right. Why are you, why are you hmm in me? No, actually, I like that. I was looking at that, and I was thinking under, but I just didn't touch that game. What would it be at if you were making it? Mint? Under is 4-0 in 76ers. <laughs> and while I go through this, you let me know. Under is 4-0 in the Sixers' last four. Under is 5-0 in the Sixers' last five road games. 10-1. and Last road, last 11 road games is a favorite. 7-1 uh, in their last eight games is a favorite. And then on the other side for Dallas, 5-0 in Mavericks' last five games, a home underdog. 8-0 in their last eight versus teams with a winning percentage. 9-1 in the last 10 home games. The under trends for this game are out of this fucking world. So I'm going under the 218.5 in uh, Philly and the Mavericks. I almost took the Mavericks at home, but we'll stay away from that right now. Fair play. Little dogs. Fair play. Yeah, I love the home. Magic's as a, Magic as a home pup. I thought about Nuggets as a, as a bounce back after giving up a 31 to 3 run to the Celtics yesterday. That was wild, man. That's a, that's what's so frustrating about the Celtics is you see them play like like yeah. you know they can be that good and then they just they're so inconsistent, dude. Nuggets are minus four and a half tonight against the uh Golden State Warriors. So I thought about it. I fucking thought about it, but I think I don't know if Jamal Murray's back yet or not. So I'm going to stay away from that for now. I may take or tease the Jazz and Suns just based off the 41 and 16 fucking stat. There you go. Basketball teaser is the way to go, my friend. Well, I did that the other day and it didn't work out. Nah. That was on me, though. That'll happen. That was on me. Those were teams that I just wasn't positive in. So that was on me. Uh, all right, let's do, a little, let's do a little footy. You got some footy for tomorrow? Yeah, Champions League's back tomorrow. Um, Chelsea money line. Are we in the knockout stage yet? Kidding me, Tom? Are we in the fucking knockout stage? Final eight, dude. That's what I thought. Who we got? Chelsea. Money line. <laughs> They're minus 120 at home against Porto. Chelsea has one loss in 18 in all competitions. I mean, they should. I feel, they The way they're playing right now, you saw it on the weekend. They got Pulisic playing. I was going to say, is Captain America going to get a fucking start? He's playing his actual position. Players are playing where they should play. He scored, two, he scored two on the weekend on the left. Yeah, yeah it, these two goals were identical. Oh, you mean the position where fucking Aiden Hazard used to dominate and they brought fucking Pulisic in to do that and now they're letting him do it? Yeah, so their coach, t- t- the, uh, uh, Thomas Tuchel, <laughs> he's got this team figured out. So, <laughs> Pow, he got it. He fucking he got it. Like, Thomas Tuchel, that's a tough one. Hey, say that 10 times fast. And then the other game, I mean, I've been doubting PSG this whole tournament. They buried Barca. 
Bayern Munich needs goals to go through. There, there's not a any way you bet this game. It's not a bad bet. I mean, you can get you can get PSG double chance, which is to win or draw at minus one sixty. You can get Bayern Munich draw no bet minus one forty eight. It was minus one thirty eight about two minutes ago. So you know where this is Fucking going. Lines are moving. You get Bayern Munich money line plus one fifteen. PSG money line plus one ninety. I'll go down with the ship. If PSG can knock out Bayern Munich, good on them. But Bayern Munich money line plus one fifteen. I'll go for it. Good odds. Yeah. All right. Um, we welcome to the room Nikki Skates. Nick Morato. Thank you. Thank you. Trade deadline buzzing. It is buzzing. All the shit just came in right now or an hour ago. Pens get TSN. Jeff Carter. Pens did get Jeff Carter. Uh, TSN couple on picks, out there. Couple picks, third and fourth <laughs> rounder. You wanna you wanna throw the boys on? It's on. Oh, you got it on? I missed it. I TSN, it. dude. I mean the info was flying around. Players were moving around. It was a hell of a weekend too. Pens going. going for the cup? Pens are going for the cup, dude. I like Carter. It's a nice pickup. Oh, you can give up a lot, move. and it, look, all he's got to do is got to be better than your third and fourth liners, and hey. I think that's not a tall task right now with the way the Fucking team's incredible going. veteran leadership. You got Berkey pulling strings, dude. Hey, he's a guy Hextall's familiar with. Mm-hmm. Burke knows him well. Could be, could be a nice fit. <laughs> Does anything in the trade deadline affect tonight's games? Uh, yeah, a few things actually, because guys are gonna have to quarantine if you're going into Canada. Oh, I think it's a mandatory seven day quarantine. That. God damn it, your country! And, oh my and, god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of guys aren't gonna be able to play tonight. Probably like Taylor Hall is uh, driving from is driving, which is scumbag Bruins organization. Yeah, classless Bruins yeah, organization. I mean, they Couldn't, kick Char out of the out, off the team. I hope the guy a flight never wins another game. There is there is some people thinking that Taylor Hall is a curse though. So never been on a winning team. I mean, he's also never been on a good team to begin with. Was so he with the, the Devils for a while? He was with the Devils. Had an MVP year with the Devils. Okay. Won the Hart Trophy with the Devils. Ninety three points, most in his career. Uh, that one year, like three or four years ago. But no, he's a, he's a good player, even though he only has two goals in the year. I can't believe that stat. How does he only have two? Nick Foligno, captain of the Blue Jackets, going up north to the Maple Leafs. Wow. His dad Tall, played hey. there. That's a big deal. Tall or nothing now for the it's Maple for the Buds. Leafs. Not a huge goal scorer, but he's got more of that grit, that sandpaper, that jam. Mm. They have to win. Speaking they of tonight, to. they are going to win. They're playing Montreal tonight. Oh, They're going to take Leafs money line and the over five and a half. Leafs minus 156, over five and a half is juiced at minus 134. So Nicky Skates likes that one. What so, else yeah, got, it will affect Montreal because they added like three guys and so they're not going to have to quarantine light, they're yeah. going to have a light roster today. yeah well no they i don't think they gave up anyone off the roster i'm thinking about it i'm trying to remember everything that happened but no they're they'll be okay but just they're not going to have all their you all their weapons the available Canadians, the habs they're just they're not great yeah, it's carry price or nothing yeah carry price is really yeah. miss and if price stands on his head they got a shot that's about it jake allen uh i'm also going chicago Moneylines. Yeah, in the over there. Chicago's 5-0 and straight up in the last five games when playing against Columbus on the road. Okay. And uh, the total's gone over in four of Columbus's last five games. Now, we just talked about Blue Jackets losing Nick Foligno. They lose their captain. They're basically telling They're the team, done. hey, you know, writing's on the wall. We're done for the year. It's a good chance Chicago needs the points. Good chance for Chicago to jump up in the standings a little bit. Chicago minus 138. Over five and a half is juiced to minus 120. Uh, also, like the over in the, the Coyotes game. Coyotes. Go Yotes, baby. Uh, Total's gone over in nine of their last 12. Wow. Hey, what happened? And six of the last eight on the road. 
Them in Vegas, fucking quite a matchup, huh? It always is. They don't like each teams. other. That's what everyone talks about when the Yotes and the Knights get together. I mean, together. what was going on in that game? <laughs> fucking Dude, old Patch school Reddy. rivalry. Patch Reddy got fucking whammied into the boards, no penalty. Guy on the pens hey. got tossed for that. Hey, yeah, he that's did. the officiating in NHL we talked about. All we ever want is consistency. Do we get it? No. no. But we keep coming back for more. You guys are way it. too hard on the refs. You, you guys. Oh, you. <laughs> Fucking just watch Gumpy's tweets and you know what side he's on. These refs stink, pal. They do, all of them. And then lastly, I am going with the Vegas Golden Knights in the over there. Uh, they've gone over in four of the last five games when playing the Kings on the road and uh, eight of the last 11 when playing the Kings in general. They've gone over. That one's going to be juiced pretty high, though. That was like, I think they're like minus 175, so that might be a good t- chance to go. 60 minutes. 60 men, you know. Oh, I love the 60 minutes. Uh, uh, granted, I did get the absolute dog shit kicked out of me over the weekend. Hey, so this is, is a, it's a, bounce a strong back. Weekend, bounce back. Weekend yeah, bets don't count. Good on this show, unless they won. Yeah. <laughs> when Tony goes on to a basketball, they don't count. Unless the weekend bets win, they don't count on this show. You like Austin Matthews to score a goal and Toronto to win? I know you like Toronto to win. So. I do. He had two the other night. It looks like he's Plus finally back. He had a wrist injury for a while that looked like it was bothering him pretty good, but now he seems like he's flying again. What, what, are, what are the odds on that again? Plus 300. Plus t- was plus 240 up to plus 300. That's a boost for NHL tonight. Yeah. I mean, simple as this. If you're already thinking the Leafs are going to win, which might I well. am, you might as well bet on one of the best goal scorers in the league, arguably the best goal scorer in the league currently, to score. Yeah. It's a nice little fucking sprinkle. Man, he's American. doesn't hurt either, you know? 50 to 1, 150. Hammer it. You got anything else? That's it. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, boys. Good thank pop. you, boys. I love That's your new pop. long hair. It looks like you just came off a fucking 50-second shift and uh, you we gotta, gave it all, dude. Whatever's left of it, we're, we're going to see what it can do. Ride it out. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Uh, we're going to look at the boost real quick before we get out of here. Garrett Cole to record nine-plus strikeouts and Yankees to win. Or he's going to strike out nine probably, right? It's plus 220. Are they going to win, though? I don't know. That's the part. I didn't, yeah, I didn't touch in that. No Pete thanks. Alonso to hit a home run versus Philadelphia. Ooh, what's that? Plus 320. I forgot. We I did a... Oh, you did a dinger. I did a home run fucking parlay, and it's a fucking juicy one, pal. Hey, Champions League odds boost. Bayern to qualify for next round, plus 240. Ooh. What do they have to do tomorrow? How much do they have to win by? What they lose? Oh, that's tough. They lost three-two, uh, so PSG's got three away goals. So Bayern's basically got to win by two. You basically got to win two nothing. My, but home. if they t- if they go up three-two, they can win in a shootout. You know what I mean? That's not bad. Plus two forty. Yeah. I mean, I would. I'd sprinkle. Sprinkle. Why wouldn't you? Um, I got a five-leg parlay. Five dollars to win ten thousand on home runs. <laughs> Five bat parlay. Trey Mancini to hit a home run. Uh, and that's against your boy fucking Sheffield. Sheffy. Fucking Mark Kanha to hit one against Bumgarner. Hey, that's tough to watch Mad Bum go out there yeah, and get rocked, too. man. My fucking, I can't take it. Arenado to hit one against Fetty. Yeah, I like that. It's plus five fifty. For Arenado? Yeah. Travis Shaw to hit one against uh, Alzale. And then Mike Trout to hit one against fucking Singer. 
Steven Singer? Fucking B Singer. Uh. That's five to win 10 grand. So probably not going to happen. Five bucks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. What about this? Uh, do you Reds Giants tonight? This is an interesting matchup. I'm just, uh, I forgot to mention. If I. Wade Miley scares me. If Sanchez is the same, because if he he was very good for the Blue Jays before, yeah. he always had uh, like finger blisters. Mm-hmm. That's like it wasn't any arm issues. He literally just always had blisters. Fucking soft skin. I mean this this is one of those games too. Any way you take it, I, I think it's a good. Hold bet. on, hold on. Stop the stop the press. Do we have a oh, fade, Foxy no. walking in? Oh. We have a Foxy almost ruined Hideki Matsuyama's oh, he four-stroke lead yesterday. He tried. Here we go. Fade Foxy would have, if you crushed that man in the golf tournament yesterday, that would have been the end of it. Yeah, that's what I tweeted out. I said Fade Foxy would have forever been done. I can't live with that one. All right, I'm not a curse. I don't believe in curses. But if I had to watch him choke that golf tournament away, I would have felt so bad. A lot of people were saying, you know, you, you didn't just though. cursed the entire for a second. I thought game. you were going to win the plus five strokes. Fucking. I, that's what I thought. I was like, wow, we're looking good. He's just got to be steady here. I'm going to win the five low score was impossible right yeah. away because Rob, Rob was on fire, but that's okay. That was kind of a throwaway anyway. Well, but. I just looked at the national TV schedule. So I know your bet tonight. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was actually going to preface this one. Um, People might say I bet on the same teams every single time. That's not my fault. <laughs> all right? It's the national TV schedule. Yeah, exactly. It's the schedule's fault. And so tonight, I looked at it, and it's this is an all-timer. We got the Sixers against the Mavericks. Yep. The Mavericks are home, home and box. they're getting three points. Yep. I mean, lock that one I in. Almost it's simple. Took this. I'm glad I didn't at this fucking point, but I almost took them. Oh, my God. I mean, look at that. How do you look at that and not take it? It's so simple. They're at home. You got to take it. There's an odds boost for that game that I Oh, really? Oh, fucking double Embiid or Luka to score the first basket plus 250. Yeah, count it. <laughs> I'm in on that. I love that. I, I don't mind. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate your pick tonight, Foxy. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. Not a baby Fox. The Mavs played last night, but like we talked about with JVT, I mean, they could play back-to-back. I agree. They could play back-to-back. They're young. Fucking Porzingis had 31 last night, I think. Luka had 29. First game he had all year. Don't worry. I mean, <laughs> that guy. Man. He will. He will go off for thirty every he once will, in a while. But he's just twice a year. All right, Mitt hates. Had a baby. Man. Why do you hate the fucking unicorn, dude? I think he just will only do that twice a year. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Do you think Luca or Embiid will score the first basket? Uh no. Does anybody you know like, it? Is lo- anybody do you like Foxy's Mavs pick? I. I don't hate the Mavs pick. <laughs> I bet on the Mavs a lot, and I'm happy I did not take them tonight. What do you think about Steph Curry to score 30-plus and Michael Porter Jr. to make three-plus threes? I don't know if Michael Porter will make those wow. three-plus threes. Yeah. Well, has anybody, Jamal Murray's out. Has anybody else noticed that Gary Trent Jr. is now the best player in the NBA since going to the Raptors? <laughs> yes, I actually he's have. fucking going <laughs> he's, off. Yeah, he's dude. awesome. What is happening? His game winner the other night was sweet. He threw that guy to the ground. He went. What did he go? Fourteen for seventeen the other night. Yeah. yeah couldn't miss what is happening hey that's why i love nba though you can get Especially hot for year, one dude. week you get hot for one week oh, yeah. nba twitter social media all of yep. it you you're the best player in the league it's just that simple you are the best player in the league you're gonna see a million highlights of this person 
and that's just how it goes. Fun insanity. Seems like the chat is it's not too happy with your pick, but not because like, all of them were on Dallas, weren't they? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all did what I did. You looked at it and you said Dallas is at home getting three points. We have to take this bet. You and have guess to. what? That's what Fade Foxy does. We picked the obvious games, you, and we run with it. You piece of shit. You had the Knicks on Friday night, didn't you? Yes, did I you did. Did you watch any of that game? <laughs> no. Weren't they, like, covering the whole time? Well, no. Explain no. To me. Memphis was up digital double digits That's the entire what it was. game. Yeah. Two minutes left, they fucking forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> and Friday it went into night, overtime. Friday right? night was fucking electric in sports betting. It was awesome. Just when dude. you uh, hosted your spaces? I was fuck. I almost <laughs> fucking jumped off the patio when fucking Acuna hit that ball. Right. I was fucking <laughs> losing it. He's unreal, man. I like. He's yep. besides Red Sox, man. He's my favorite player in the MLB right now. He's electric. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Foxy? Mm-hmm. No, that's it. I'm pumped. This is a good pick for me tonight. It's gonna be a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. We got another guest tomorrow. Um, I believe someone who's been making lines for like 30 years. So, get a little inside behind the fucking line making business. Probably knows Mitt. Probably does know Mitt. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a competition. <laughs> we'll do a competition. We'll throw out a game. Yeah. And we'll see who comes closer to the line. Mitty lines. It's definitely going to be Mitt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we are up to $1,000 on the rollover. Hashtag Fandle hammered down rollover 1,000. Let's keep it. Hey, let's keep, keep it simple, huh? Keep it simple. You're saying like no alternate lines? No alternate lines. Come on. Let's be honest here. I mean, in that guy's defense, they all were minus 130 or worse. But, I mean, let's just pick the line. Just find 10 games, you know. It's not that hard. We're up to 1,000. Uh, follow us at Down on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you keep subscribing. You guys are doing a fucking great job. Yeah, any winners on Instagram too. Yeah, just send them put, put them in a story. Tag us in it, especially, you know. Yeah, put your winners in a story. Tag Hammer Don. We'll repost it. There you go. Easy as that. Um, yeah, and if you guys missed our how we bet, like what the kind of research we do, that's up on the YouTube now. Futures are up on the YouTube. Go check out the YouTube. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Hammer Don.